rock, street trash, wastelands. And here are your hosts, long-time partners in slime, Adam Obscene and Mark and Mark. Hello, Brisbane. Hello, Melbourne. Hello, world. This is Wastelands. I, Adam Obscene. This is Marco Mark. Hello, Adam. Hello, listeners. Good to be with you. Marco, we haven't done a movie in length in a while, hey? No, it's been a while, and uh, we had a little bit of help this one. Add one of our fantastic regular listeners and uh, caffeine slingers uh, requested this one. Is that right? Yeah, Rick, Rick the caffeine slinger. He has been listening for mm-hmm. a long while, and one day I went into the cafe and he goes, "Dude, I saw this movie. You really got to watch it." And you know what was really amazing is normally when that happens, I go, "Yeah, I've seen that movie." I had absolutely no idea, Mm -hmm. and he sold it to me in a particular way, which was totally up our alley. But without further ado, as we used to, it's been a little while since we've done this, I'm going to kick into the trailer before we even talk about what this is, just because this is 80s goodness that you can only really appreciate, but through the medium of sound. Stargrove. Thank you, Lord, young man. Thank you. There are from time to time some small assignments. The new American hero. The finest disc. You mean the one that your father sent? He inherited all of his father's enemies. (laughs) And just one of his friends. John Stamos is Stargrove. Have a new job. I think I'm falling in love. Stargrove! Glad Stargrove. The only one standing between life and death in a brave new world. Stargrove, never too young to die. I think we should do it again. So, dude, I'm going to let that just play off into the background with this amazing title track of the soundtrack, uh, Never Too Young to Die, Mm. which is a 1986 actioner starring John Stamos and Gene Simmons, mm. and Vanity. Mm. Mate, oh my Vanity. Jesus. How did we yeah, not man. know about this film? Oh, she's a banger, that's for sure. Mate, it's it's 50% banger, 50% clanger. I tell you, oh my God. <laughs> Look, I'll give you, for the listeners and listeners out there, it's basically a 1986 action-adventure comedy film directed by Gil Bettman. It stars John Stamos as Lance Stargrove, a young man who, with the help of his secret agent, uh, Diana, who is played by, I guess you'd call Vanity a singer, I guess. She was also in Action Jackson. Right. Um, right. So, so she must clarify, Adam, it's not a bathroom Vanity. Her name's Vanity. Yeah. Van- and you'll know her when you see her, dude. Um, in this film, particularly, mm. she's uh, the full empowered female secret agent, and she helps mm. this young high school student. And just just remember that when I say high school student uh, for later on, to avenge the death of his secret agent father, who happens to be George Lazenbury, the uh, one-time only Australian Bond <laughs> uh, entry. Um, and so he gets revenge on the evil hands of Velvet Von Ragnar, who is Gene Simmons. So there's a lot in that, but basically Gil Bettman – He's, I don't know if he did too many movies, but he did things like Knight Rider and a couple of other sort of TV series and stuff like that. I reckon this film was a vehicle to set John Stamos up as like the next big thing. 
1986. Nice. How'd that go? Uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't think that happened. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is quite perplexing. No, but the setup was there. It's quite perplexing that he didn't get bigger than what he was. I think yeah. a couple of years after this, he turned up as Uncle Jesse in um mm-hmm. Full House. That and mm-hmm. that, you know, that might have been eighty seven to about ninety four Full House was you know, in there with the Olsen twins and all that sort of business. Um Full House was in full swing. It was in full swing. He, he never really got beyond Full House, um, except well, he did, he did well, the Coco Mo. Well, yeah. yes, and look, I really want to talk about him playing bongos in for the Beach Beach Boys. <laughs> so you're saying that Je- John Stamos's arc is from this movie to Uncle Jesse to Coco Mo Bongo. <laughs> That's pretty much that. Look. Uh, there's a couple of things I want to talk about John Stamos's Lance Stargrove. So he was a student in this film. He is rocking the white high pants and the singlet. Interestingly mm-hmm. enough, that becomes a bit of a staple for him. He has magnificent hair in this movie, I must say. It's been teased oh. and, and it's it's like it's it's it looks like it's chiseled out of t- pure talent, that hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to just quickly talk about before we go into like what we felt because listeners, uh, we we did we did watch this and there's a pretty decent a uh, high def version on YouTube. It does have subtitles of some language that I was unable to figure out what it was, but you could you, you sort of hieroglyphs. Yeah, it was like it was like ancient Egyptian um, subtitles. <laughs> so I said John. So jo- John Stamos. I reckon this was meant to be his breakaway um, clip. You've got. Vanity, look, she was in things like Axon Jackson in 1988. She was also in the Friday the 13th, the TV series, you know, that one that had nothing to do with Jason Voorhees. Um, so you've got Gene Simmons, clearly from Kiss. Uh, Robert England played this sort of nerdy tech dude, you know, so a bit of Freddy Krueger in there. You've got a James Bond, uh, George Lazenby. You've got Peter Kwong, who was the um, sidekick in Big Trouble in Little China, and he played Tommy Tong in The Golden Child with Eddie Murphy. He was also in Gleaming the Cube and Theodore Rex. And Theodore Rex is that oh, – mate, I'm just going to park Theodore Rex for a minute because we'll talk about that in another episode, but holy shit. Um, and then John Anderson, who um, was like – he's been in things like uh, MacGyver and – Stuff. <laughs> so, uh, so it's yep. kind of like a pretty big action cast. And when we talked about Rick the Caffeine Slinger, he sort of summed it up to me, and I can't actually do any better. And he said, it's like James Bond, Rocky Horror Picture Show, and Mad Max mixed all together mm. and then spat out as this action <sighs> film. And it kind of really does feel like that. Sure. Um, yeah, for sure. It's got a strong Rocky horror element to it. Do we want to? Do we want to like tell the listeners why it has a strong, a strong Rocky horror element? I might let you do the I honors. I think we should. I think we should. It's Gene in drag. It's Gene Simmons in drag. And uh, look, mate. To be honest with you, I, I I did do a little bit of you know that show Scrubs. Mm-hmm. I did start. I did scrub through it a fair bit. Uh, I I found it. And I always, I've learned now to rock this, that I did find it a little bit harder to sit through than you did. But Gene <laughs> Drag, and he had a curly hair, he had like a Leo Sayer thing going on, is that right? 
Mate, he had fake boobs. He had um, leather-clad feather boas. His opening scene that he comes into, he has his own nightclub, is absolutely friggin' spectacular. Um, oh, no. Are we going to talk about Gene's opening scene, are we? Oh, mate, I don't think so. We'll just mention it in passing. <laughs> um, but, like, interesting, he's not just in in the story in this, he's not just in drag. He's no. actually an uh, intersex character. So he's uh, he's actually an evil genius who has both women bits and many bits. Um, mm. And he's and he is maniacal in it. And he's so camp. And the la- his, his evil laugh is hilarious. And it's just, he is so off the charts that it, you mm. couldn't actually imagine anyone better at the role. But at the same time going, oh, my God, that's Gene Simmons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, wow! It, <laughs> yeah, it's it is it is a bit of a th- when you see it and you go, huh? I didn't see that coming. So yeah, 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 and and, and it was it, it was magnificent, and I found it hard to sit through the whole thing, which basically is code losses for it's awesome. Watch it. <laughs> if Adam can sit through it and I can't. That means it's it's really good. You, you're getting what you signed up for. Like, dude, I watched it twice because I just oh, there was that's so, so good. There's so much. There was so much in it. Um, what I think really is funny. You know, this is probably a little bit of factoid time, but look, there's mm-hmm. not much in it. Is like George Lazenby is double crossed. He gets killed. Um, he's the secret agent. Rainer kills him. He's trying to. He's got this evil plot, and after watching it twice, oh. I still could not figure out what the hell he was trying to do except for poison the water supply. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know what he was trying to poison it with or what he was trying to do. It was just he was pissed off at society and just wanted to poison people, I think. But I'm not even sure what he was poisoning it with. Like it was, Yeah, that came in suddenly. That came in suddenly, didn't it? Like Gene Simmons' character playing bad guy, the first, almost the first thing he does is – a big grand camp opening and then announces he's going to poison the water supply. My problem with that is, though, Ads, doesn't he and his hench people have to drink the same water? Or have they been stockpiling a little rainwater? Well, they might have been, but they also live in the weir, like, in case. Right. So I'm not, yeah, look, that makes that bit makes no sense. And after tw- watching it twice, it makes no sense. And, after, and I think watching it in, it still wouldn't make any sense. No. The opening scene, like this, this film has three opening you know, establishing scenes, which I think is worth mentioning. The one that you spoke about, which is Rainer and his 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 band of merry punks partying mm-hmm. out in the reservoir, and you know they they give punks a bad name. And look, you'll find Hollywood does this right, particularly in the eighties. If you wanted to have a bad guy, you gave him a gang of punks. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. totally against what we know punk rock in our lives as being, you know, they're not the bad guys, the punks are the good guys. You know, like, but right. but, but as a movie trope, these guys are badass punks. Um, they right. did a lot of chanting. It established Gene Simmons as a nut job, crazy evil dude. Cut mm-hmm. to the second establishing scene, which is John Stamos in a gymnasium, jumping up and down on a trampoline. <laughs> and that- oh, that's right, that. Great, and it's like, and then cutaway shots of like dudes doing real gymnastics, cutting back to you know teenage John Stamos jumping up and down on a trampoline. Um, so good. And then there's the third establishing scene, which is John John Stamos's father, George Lazenby, the other secret agent, in the same compound. I think that Radnar's people are in trying to do a bomb 
setting setting off a bomb or sabotaging something. Um, and I've yeah. I've seen George Lazenby in a few films, like you know the His Majesty's Service, the Bond film, and uh, the Man from Hong Kong, the Ausploitation uh, classic. But he always sounds a bit British. There is one line in this when the bomb falls off the wall with blue tack, and he goes. <laughs> And he and he goes, oh shit! And it's like he sounds like the son of George and Sheila from Queenie in New South Wales that he is. Like he, he like it's his Australianism just comes straight through. Um, and listeners and listeners, if you don't, know, oh no, Queenie's like this little area in New South Wales near Goulburn, and it's you know his mum's name is actually Sheila, and his dad's name was actually George. So it's like, oh, I love it. Um, so those three scenes are really really important. Because they set up the badass fruity evil guy, the teenage take teenager, you know, school kid taking the uh you know, taking the mantle of like he's got gymnastics and he's fitness, athletic, and his dad, who is obviously an established secret agent who gets toppled. And that's sort of then, you know, yep. his dad gets toppled, he finds out, he meets the I think his dad's girlfriend, who is Vanity, mm-hmm. who then later along the line seduces John Stamos in a really awkward 80s sex scene. Oh, no. Saxophones and Venetian blood. Yeah, and soft lighting and, and all this. What is creepy oh. about that? And I've got, this is the creep factor. She's probably about 30 in this. Mm. He's meant to be a schoolboy. And, like, what That's was right. wrong with the 80s, dude? <laughs> like, seriously. Oh, man. Where do we start? <laughs> I know. It's like, did anyone not pull that up? Oh dear. Okay. So, so that, we've uncovered it. We've uncovered it. So, look, that's that's pretty much the run of it. It runs backwards and forwards. There's this great weird double take reveal scene where Raynar is a double agent as well. So he's actually wearing this ginger wig. He pulls it off and then becomes um, he becomes the 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 transgender um, amazing magnificent beast that he is and laughs when he laughs. He does yeah. this thing where his eyes roll in the back of his head. They have a punch on. They have a fight. You know, they've got a couple of inappropriate jokes about being um, better than you because I'm part man and part woman. And then John Stamos comes back and says, yeah, we're only half man or something. Well, I'm full man. It's like, oh, cringe. You know, so there's all this sort of stuff in there. Whoa. And then it comes down. And it look, it, it, it follows the trajectory of an action film from the 80s you would expect. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, yep. I guess the factoid part of this is, which I mentioned about a half an hour ago, and I'll probably get around to saying it now, is that <laughs> this movie was intended as a starting point as a son of Bond type of franchise, um, but it flopped at the mm-hmm. box office and was so bad that even Gene Simmons would like basically go on to say, like, yeah, he wanted nothing to do it. And when people are asking him about it, he goes, you actually saw that pile of crap? <laughs> like that's Oh, no. Um, so Gene was ashamed. Yeah. In the club that um, Gene has his grand entrance in, the actual um, performers, like there's this unreal punk, new, sort of searched spucking type of band. They're, they just look amazing. But they're all actually made up of legit trans performers. And I think that's oh, fucking wow. cool. Like, I think that's really yeah, that's awesome. Um, looking through back on my notes, I've got uh, the costume that Gene wears in his opening scene is actually the costume that Linda Carter wore in her 1980s um, TV special, which she tried to look like a member of Kiss when she was um, singing I Was Made For Loving You. You know that? Really? Yeah. So that's Wonder ah, Woman. That's brilliant. That's Wonder Woman trying to dress up like Kiss, singing I Was Made For Loving You, and then Gene dressing up like Wonder Woman who is from Kiss, 
to be a uh, intersect gangster. <laughs> that movie sucks. <laughs> Uh, that's a full range of emotions there. So the movie was shot in 35 days. John Stamos actually took gymnastic lessons to learn how to jump on that trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, the movie was struck into obscurity for 20 years, and VHS copies are really hard to come by, so if you find them, grab it. Um, uh-huh. It was brought out on Blu-ray last year, though. Um, <laughs> it's got amazing cheesy 80s music. There's the yeah, theme yeah, song, um, Never Too Young to Die. I actually thought it sounded like it was sung by James John Stamos, but it isn't. Mm. It's someone oh, else. shame. Um, I want to talk about John Stamos's career arc again, just to pull this back around. So we said that it was John Stamos on this, then he went to Uncle Jesse, then he was on Kokomo. Two things I found hilarious after watching this is I pulled up the Kokomo film clip, and yeah. a couple of things struck me with the Kokomo film clip. The Beach Boys are like a ring-in second-rate Beach Boys, or as we like to call mm-hmm. them, the Beached Men. They're old yep, and wrinkly, yep. and they're not, they don't even – Brian Wilson's not there. So it's not even really – but that song was no. huge at the time. Lots of skimpily clad women. Oh, my God. Like, I yeah. can't believe yeah. – like, that just really got me as – I can't really remember that. You know? No. Jo- John Stamos on the bongos is wearing high white pants and a pink singlet. Yeah, in, for sure. In this movie, he's wearing – High white pants and a blue signet. Ooh! See, now that shows that he's versatile. He's able to switch between characters like a chameleon, Adam. He's like a fucking chameleon. He's not, he, he can wear masculine blue, but he's, he's so sensitive that he will wear pink. He will. He did. And he rocks it on the bongos. <laughs> so, uh, you asked, <laughs> and you asked me, uh, how long was it? It was a challenge, right? You set me a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the challenge was, how long was it between Never Too Young to Die and mm-hmm. playing the bongos on Kokomo? Yep. How long did it take to go from that to that? It was two two years, dude. <laughs> two years? Oh, my God. Seems like way longer. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> that's great. So, so, yeah, that's um, – and look, John Stamos did actually tour with um, – with the Beach Boys in in the late eighties and play drums, so look, I, cool. I think I think you know you can't talk about the eighties without John Stamos. He's like in there, like Kirk Cameron, Michael J. Fox, Scott Baio, uh, Eddie Murphy, Henry Winkler, Henry Winkler. Like it's it's just he's just he's just one of those staples. So um, mm. that's pretty much it. Amazing, amazingly trashy, schlocky, cheesy eighties action goodness. Yep, we'll post a link to the YouTube. Perfect. So, is there any insights you've got on it, Marco? Short of you scrubbed and you just got an impression. <laughs> I, I did scrub through, but that that means I, I've learned to wear that. Like I was saying earlier, I've learned to wear that with a, a sort of sense of pride. That yeah, it was one of those movies that I did just go, oh god, and scrub through. Um, but but that means though I really enjoy the movies that I scrub through when I watch them by myself. Means that when you and I watch them together, and listeners, when you watch them with your your friends, it's just hilarious. The best thing to do is sit down with a movie like this with a couple of friends and um and watch it, and it is pure entertainment. It's hilarious, man. It's really good. Um. So, so me scrubbing through it, don't let that dissuade you from watching it. 
just do it with some friends that have a really good senses of humor and then just rock some Kokomo afterwards. And it's, it's all, it's all good. It's very fun. It's a really fun movie. And Kokomo and this film go so beautifully together. Oh, they really do. It, like, yeah, you know, we got a good sense of humor and so, so do all our listeners. So it'll fit in perfectly with that. It's just good, hilarious, like obscure eighties trash and um yeah it's like another one to put in our 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 the feather in our cap that we didn't know about so thank you rick and rick you'll be getting a wasteland's cap as soon as i can track you down if you hear this get in contact to us with us to us with us through the dms uh the you can go to our instagram account this is for all of you listeners as well as Wastelands Radio Show. Uh, we're on all the socials. We're on all the platforms. Check us out. Send us a message. And remember, if you think you can stunt us, if you can stump us, if you can figure out something that we may not have seen. Look, I'm not saying we've seen every bad thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's heaps out there. But if you can give us one that we haven't heard of before or haven't seen before, we will watch it. Yep. And we'll talk about it. And that Lossner will get a Wastelands trucker cap. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Keep it coming in, guys. It's great to hear from you on social media. It's really fun. So, Marco, I think we're pretty good. We're going to go out with a little bit of Never Too Young to Die, just so that you can, can just like really bask in the amazement of this movie. But right mm-hmm. now, is there any more that you would like to add? Oh, but as always, it's good night for me. And it's good night. From him. What happened? We had visitors. Visitors? What were they after? A disc. Elusive disc. Damn. Any idea who could be behind this? Ragnar. Ragnar? I thought he disappeared years ago. Yeah, well, he's reappeared. And guess what? He's performing a nightclub act. Yeah! I'm gonna poison the water supply for gold, for ransom. For jewels, for money. <laughs> poison, poison, poison. Slight glitch. Someone has stolen our dish. Get me Stargrove! I want Stargrove! Let's Stargrove. 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 You're never too young. Never too young, you're never too young to die. B-grade, punk rock, street trash, wastelands. There is no escape, human. No one to hear your cries. Before you say another word, it's over! It's finished! Like this. Give me the pearl and your life may be spared.